Apple presents Meet the Musician at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, entertainment reporter Shannon Cook, and tonight's guest, Allison Sudall. Hi. Hello. Oh, dear. Shorts. <laughs> I didn't think this through. There we go. I'll just lean. And it kind of looks like we coordinated with the stripes and the black and the white, but we did not. Yes. Yeah, we wanted to really make sure that that was known. <laughs> that, that that was clarified. Wait one second, sorry. Oh, let's get let's get all the things worked out here. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I feel very up high, and they seem very down low. I know it's a bit weird, but it's fine. It's kind of nice too, right? It is nice. I like feel I feel floating. important. Congratulations, you have an album out today. Thank you. How do you... <laughs> How do you typically feel on an album release day? Are you excited? Are you nervous? I'm a little bit of everything. Yeah, today's... Um, it's crazy. It's been such a... It's been such an emotional process and it's been such a private process as well. I've made um, this record and, and I wrote the book um, with only a, a very small amount of people kind of aware of what was happening. Um, and, and every time we brought people in, it was like kind of a bit of a ceremony of like, okay, now now you're involved. Now you're so, so now it's like, okay, it's a big step to kind of let everybody in and to be back out in the world again. But I'm, I'm excited. Congratulations again. Thank you. And it's not a typical album release because, as you mentioned, you've also released a book. What was the idea behind the book? Well, basically, the, the record is a little bit of a different sort of a record. It's, um, it's a fable. The whole record is connected. Um, and uh, I was afraid that when I said that at first that everybody was going to laugh at me. But like so far, only a few people have laughed. So it's, I feel like that's a success right from the start. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a story. I mean, I always write sort of stories within songs. And, um, and this particular time, I just wanted to write something that connected um, from one song to the next, like chapters. And so um, when I was writing the record, I, I was writing all this backstory. And then I realized pretty quickly that it would either be like a 14-disc album, or it would have to have uh, a book attached. So um, hence the book. And, and that's been just magical to make. Well, why don't you pick up that iPad yeah. to your left and read some of your book? Okay. The Story of Pines. <laughs> By the way, I'd just like to say that this is the first time I've ever read a book in public, let alone mine. Um, so please bear with me. Do you me. want us to all close our eyes or look down or actually <laughs> that'd that be make lovely. you feel better? That'd be lovely. Um, you know, when I was when I was reading the um, the narration for this, um, I imagined that I was reading to a bunch of children. So if you can all pretend you're children when you're closing your eyes, that would help me even more. Just to <laughs> add to the story. Okay, here we go. Chapter one. This is the story of a tree an evergreen. This tree's name was Pine, for a pine she was. She was not small and not tall, 
though high enough, high enough to climb, dizzy high. She'd grown complete with branches and needles and fingery roots, as trees do. Indeed, she looked like a mostly ordinary pine, pine, like one would not be surprised to find, except there was nothing like her and had not been for a very long time. For pine was the last, the last of her kind. She was alone. Pine lived on the side of a mountain. It was a cold, gray, steep mountain, never to be seen without a heavy hat of cloud. Perhaps this was because it was old-fashioned, or perhaps to cover a balding peak. Pine did not know. She never saw the top, not once, no matter how often she looked up. It was a mountain where nothing spoke, at least not to her, and nothing would grow. It was a lonely place. There were no trees, nor grass, nor flowers on the mountain, nor were there trees, grass, or flowers on the land below, or the hills beyond, or anywhere Pine could see. But there used to be, then. Nice. That was beautifully read, though I feel really depressed now. <laughs> I know, well, I just, I just stopped right at the worst part. Like Thank I you. said, it's my first reading. <laughs> that poor little pine. It's okay, it turns out all right. Now, the book is about pines. The album is called Pines. What is it about pines that captivates you? Well, I think, uh, A, I, I was born in Seattle. Um, and Seattle, um, for those of you who haven't been, just imagine the greenest place. It's green and it's gray and it's clean and it's cloudy and it's very beautifully integrated with nature. And when I was a little girl, we used to go off into the forests on the weekends and it was just a very beautiful, lovely, hazy, idyllic time. And then um, my parents divorced and we moved to LA, which is a very different kind of a place very urban, very scary for a little girl. Um, and so I think, without realizing it, I lived, I lived my life pining for this, this feeling of connection with nature, of um, happiness, of innocence, of quiet, of freedom. Um, and, and I didn't realize what that was that I was longing for, but I kept trying to find it, I kept trying to find it, and then, um, one day I woke up and I just realized that I, I was spending my whole life pining for for something I didn't even really know if it had even existed at that time. It was just a memory and I needed to learn how to to live. So is it true then that the album and the book were sort of ways for you to stop pining? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in a way, even though it's called pines and it is about pines it is that it is trying to learn how to be be yourself and yet also be something else and so for those of us who pine i'm a bit of a piner is that a word piner pine sure someone who pines. it is now it's fine for those of us who aren't talented enough to write a book or 
put an album together, but we're pioneers. I really don't think that's a word. It's okay. <laughs> stick with it. Stick with it. You started it. It's okay. <gasps> what should it. we do? Well, I mean, I think for everybody it's different. You know, I think for me what I did first and foremost was I just looked at my life and I just went, what, what makes me happy? Like, what, what actually makes me happy? Not what should make me happy. What do I want to make me happy? But what makes me happy even when I don't want to be made happy, you know? And um, what gives me real joy and what makes my heart bigger than it is? is or should be and and um and then build your life on those things um so for me those things were nature nature is a huge part of what makes me feel like the world is good um and and friendships and and really learning from other people about what they experience and and connecting to people and and um and, you know, just, well, and storytelling. For me, it was storytelling. It was realizing that I wanted to tell stories and that, um, that I didn't care about being a pop star and that I didn't care about, well, I didn't really care about what people thought of me. I just cared about giving some sort of feeling. Like, that's, to hear from somebody that, um, that they've been touched by the music to me, that's the coolest thing in the whole world. That's cooler than anything I can wear or anything that I can try to be like or any sort of social circle. And, and um, you know, I think just like finding your core, finding your integrity and what makes you tick and then, and then living that, that's... And surround yourself with really good people. I've been very, very lucky. I have excellent friends and excellent family and a beautiful label as well that made this and you happen. know great interviewers and i know great interviewers it's very important to have a great interview actually it really is though <laughs> otherwise this could be really awkward you've always embraced literature in your work in fact your stage name a fine frenzy is borrowed from mr shakespeare yeah. do you how did you enjoy writing the book and do you plan to write more uh, I loved writing the book, um, although it was a very, very frustrating thing because I needed to have the book written before the book was written. Like, it needed to be done, and it wasn't... I, I, I couldn't even begin to write it. And the p part of the problem was that I didn't know how it was going to end. I didn't know how it was going to end, so I didn't know how to, it was going to begin. And so... Um, I, it was an incredibly frustrating, scary thing for a very long time where I had illustrations and no book. Um, and I told everybody about this book that I was going to make, <laughs> but with no book. Um, and, but then, like, once I figured out, some things happened in my life, and then I suddenly knew how it was going to end, and then it just, whoosh, it just, ah, like, two weeks, it just fell out. And, uh, and it was gorgeous and it was worth all of that head banging and nervousness I mean, well it had to be worth it because <laughs> it happened and it's doing really well it's in the top 25 of iBooks in the fiction section isn't that weird that's pretty cool that's so cool I don't know how that happened but thank you <laughs> uh, can't believe it wow let's talk about your album um, Pines is your third album um 
What was the process like? I mean, did it feel like a familiar process making a third album or were there moments of things happening that you didn't expect? Uh, I think that every time you go into a record, you're, you're a little bit wiser and you're also totally terrified because like, A, it's usually been long enough that it's, um, you, you think, well, I don't know how to do this anymore. And what if it's terrible? And I did it last time, but that was probably a fluke. And I did it the time before, but I was a child. So that was an accident, too. You know, you get, like, all these fears come out and stuff. And, but at the same time, um, I had a, a more certainty and, um, and such love of these songs that it didn't matter how scared I was. And I will tell you, I was terrified, especially because I made such a big deal out of wanting to play these, record the songs live. I was like, they're gonna be live and everybody's gonna play it once and um, you know, we're gonna take the, we're gonna take them as they are and, and I don't care if my voice isn't perfect, but that's all one thing to say that and it's another thing to actually <laughs> do that and just to, you know, embrace that and embrace the um, imperfections and the vulnerability and um, the responsibility that I had. Um, so it was just like this magical, scary, beautiful, challenging gift of an experience to make it. Do you like listening to your, your work? That's a funny question. Because... <laughs> Depends on my mood, I guess. Um, I, you know, I, I think you get to a point where you can appreciate, you know, I can really appreciate this record and, and I think we're always our own harshest critics, but what I am proudest of listening to this record, well, A, is the sound of it because just the musicians, everybody just played so beautifully that, and I have nothing to, uh, to do with that except, you know, telling them where we were so I can be really proud of that, you know? And, and then I think also I'm proud of how I grew and I'm proud that I did things that I was scared of and I'm proud that, um, I'm proud that I went through this whole process with integrity and I listened to this record and, and I know, you know, it, everyone has their own opinion and, and some people like different things and it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I know that I made a record that I love and that I care about and that I was vulnerable in and so that, uh, that I am, I reconnect to that when I listen. I interviewed you for CNN back in 2007 when you had just released your debut album. Yeah. You had red hair, I had blonde hair, so much has Whoa. changed. <laughs> um, and you, were so, you performed for us, you performed Almost Lover and you were so sweet and so young and so excited and you're still very sweet and young and excited. But so much has happened in your career since then. Yeah. Um, do you look back? at that 2007 person and feel different from her? Oh, of course. I mean, I think we all look back at ourselves. What was that, like five years ago? What year are we in? 2012. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, and I think you can look at your, you know, yourself five years ago and you think, wow, I was so young and I was so, um, I just didn't know what was going on, you know, but I think that there was a lot of optimism that I had at that point. And I think, there was a point 
after that where I lost some of that optimism and I lost that some of that joy and that um, sense of belief in people and in, in myself and and I think that now I feel closer to that person than I did a few years ago except I'm a lot less scared which is nice for the record, she didn't come across as scared five years ago. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I but inside, I was like, <laughs> uh, terror. Um, do, does anyone in the audience have a question for Allison? Just raise your hand shy. and wait for the mic to come to you. Oh, nobody. Oh, yay. Hooray. In the back. Brave person in the back. Hi, Allison. My name's Eric. Uh, Eric. I just want to say congratulations on your album. Thank uh, you. I was wondering, what is your favorite song on the album and why? Oh, that's hard. That's hard because, um, because if I pick that one, then all the other ones are going to be like looking at that one when I'm not around. Like, you, you're the one. And they're going to be mean to it. And it's going to get teased and like beaten up and stuff. So I feel like I should just, you know, say that I, I depends on my mood. Depends on my mood because sometimes I want to be slow and sometimes I want to be dancey and so uh, can't can't don't want to cause problems in the family. Never want to cause problems. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. In the second row. Hi, Allison. Hello. Congratulations on your album. Thank you. My name is Shauna, and my question is: What do you consider your biggest accomplishment? Oh, good one. That's a lovely question. Um, I think my biggest accomplishment more than anything is that I feel like I am experiencing my life for the first time. I feel like I'm, I'm experiencing everything that's happening now and I'm enjoying it and I'm grateful. And I think that uh, that has changed my life. You know, it's it's uh, it's just a different way to live, and and so I think no matter what, I mean, I made this record. Like this record is against all odds. It's a record that's technically about a tree, you know, and like that's huge. And with like with EMI, this is a big record label. They, I mean, bless them, bless them for being crazy enough to believe in that. So that's a huge accomplishment. But I think, yeah, as a person, just living and like laughing, and not wanting to cry when I go to bed anymore. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. You're welcome. Next Any question. Anyone? Hold on in the third row. Hi, Allison. Thanks for doing this. Of course. Um, my name is June. Before all your albums sold the first time, and you, I'm sure you were happy about that, what kept you going through the grind and you know, mm. setting yourself up to do everything, you know, from now and, and later? That's a great question. Um, faith. Um, sheer crazy, um, crazy faith that this was what I was supposed to do and, uh, and love of it. I mean, I think that of all the love that I get from every part of music, the thing that that feeds me the most is writing a song. And so that's something no one can take away from me. That's like, a, that's just a, that's a, a thing that I can have whether one person or one million people listen to it, you know? Um, so that was really it. And just, you know, just positivity and 
and a sense of yeah, faith. I don't know. I didn't have a I didn't have a plan B either. I don't know how I didn't have a plan B, but I didn't have a plan B and I think like a lot of times we um we go, "Oh, I really want this, but I don't know if I can have this, so I'm going to have I'm going to I'm going to go for this thing, which is lesser, which is easier, which is less risky." And we we end up living our plan B, and I think I just was like maybe I was young, maybe I was just nuts, but I was like plan A only. <laughs> And then plan A happened. Whoa. So that's, yeah. Go for plan. Why not, right? I mean, we, we, uh, who knows what happens after this life or before it or anything. There's a million different thoughts. But we know we have now. We know it. And so might as well live whatever. Let's have a show of hands to. for all those who are on their plan C <laughs> or no, plan D. No, I don't think anybody <laughs> wants to raise their hand for that. But you can raise your internal hand if you want. You'll know. You'll know. Any other questions? In the second row. Hi, Allison. My name's Bridget. Hello, Bridget. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, what you said about moving away from Seattle and that being like the most magical place um, yeah. really hit home because I just moved away from my home. Oh, and so I was just wondering, yeah. like, have you found that magical place other places too, or is that always going to be like the most magical? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I think that there's like um, a sense that you get of home from like home number one. That's where you're from. That's like where your roots are planted. But then I, you know, I go to all these different places and more and more I discover how beautiful the world is and that home, home is here. Home is, home is something that you take with you. Home is, home is friendships. Home is an appreciation of beauty and light and love and, and viewing life as an adventure. And I think that we can st like stick to that idea of home and let it dictate what we do and th and and then I think in that sense it's not it's not a good thing it's like a fear based thing um, so I think you're really brave a for moving away um, and you know and 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 it's yeah you carry home with you wherever you go <laughs> any more questions right right next door. Uh, yeah. Hey, Alison. Hello. Um, I watched one of your videos today with the um, wolves in the background on yeah, your website. Yeah, avalanches. And, and I love the simplicity of it. Thank and you. And I also, it reminded me, one of my favorite artists is Jeff Buckley, and it, and it just it felt really amazing. emotional watching that video, and it was so simple, and Thank you weren't you. trying very hard, and that's why I'm here tonight, just to let you know. Really? That's great. Thank you. <laughs> Hooray for avalanches. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that song? Um, yeah, actually, it's interesting um, because that song is also the foundation of the record. That song is um, the song that started it all, essentially. Um, I was like, woof, in a bad place mentally, meh, not happy. And then a friend of, of mine found out that she was going to have a baby. And she's been a really good friend, and she's the, we're almost the same age. And I, I went from going about life like do 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 like you there's people that have kids and then there's you, me and you go through a wall and there's a ceremony and then you become a grown-up and then that happens and then there are different people than us and then suddenly I realized oh you know we're just like all part of it you know and we're growing up and I started to feel this connection with with 
with people and with humanity and especially with children and um, and I just had this really strong sense of wanting to nurture things, which was very different. And I think that's what the foundation of the record was, is learning how to nurture myself and to be somebody that instead of having their heart broken all the time, could like learn and grow and then maybe help somebody else. Um, and uh, so that's when I wrote Avalanches and, and that's why it's called Color Song. So. Um, yeah, so then you, you picked the first one. <laughs> and that video was so fun too, but the, the wolves were amazing. They're just so Where beautiful. did you shoot it? Um, Whistler. And we had to take snowmobiles to get to the um, shoot, which was amazing because on a video shoot, you know, there's this, I'm um, quiet and like a writer, you know, and then you're like on camera and you have to be like, not have stuff on your face and like pretty or try to be you know or like a t it's hard hard to be in front of a camera it's not um necessarily in a comfort zone but we had to go in on a snowmobile so like I had a helmet on I had like snow on my face I fell over on my face because we had um we had like a jacket wrapped around my cloak and then I, they buttoned me in and then I lost my balance and just <laughs> fell face first in the snow it was so great. So like, the, there it was a simple video, and it was um, there was a lot of passion and joy because it was just like getting out in one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my entire life, being with wolves, being with a group of really talented people, and walking around in the snow all day. It was like the greatest thing ever. And my hair was a crazy, and it was supposed to be. It was great. It was fun. It is a great video, but were you specifically looking for wolves, or did you just happen to run into them? Yeah, they just showed up, and we were like, hey, you want to come over and be in a video? Um, <laughs> no, um, that was actually what the, the, the video was going to be based on, is, is, um, is wolves. And we wanted, it's, it was actually quite interesting, because the wolf wrangler um, who we worked with was shocked when he found out that we wanted to do a nice wolf video. He was like, wait, you don't want them attacking anybody? You don't want them pouncing on anybody? Like, you, you just want nice wolves? And we were like, yeah, they're just hanging out. Like, they're my friends. And they were like, okay. And what I didn't know actually is on set, um, the director, uh, Lori, who's just the coolest, she's the, one of the coolest people there is, um, she was wearing the cloak and she was kind of being my stand-in. And what they told her they didn't tell me until after the videos. They were like, so the wolves are used to it, like fake attacking people, so they might jump on you. And they told her that, but they didn't tell me. I guess because they were worried I would like not do the video or something. But they didn't. They were very nice. They were like little doggies, <laughs> except wild <laughs> beasts. Any we other have, questions? We have time for one more. All right, third row. Above. Hello. Sorry, we got we were doing things. It's fine. <laughs> Hi, Ali. Um, Hi. My name's Fernando, and this is a dream come true to be able to ask you a question. Wow. Huge, huge fan. Huge fan. Thank and, you. Um, I'd have to say that. How did you feel when you were writing River Song? Because mm. I just feel it's so tranquil, beautiful, and truly amazing. Thank you. Wow. Um, well, I mean, 
I'm so honored that, that me just answering a question would be a dream come true. I'm kind of stuck on that for a minute. That's so sweet. That's lovely. Um, there are some songs that come out of knowing that something needs to be communicated and, and I'm, and, and I'm kind of crafting it and working through it and cultivating it. Um, and there are other songs that just come and I don't know where they come from and I don't know how they come and all I know is that when they happen I feel like they're coming through me and when I wrote that song it was like this thing that I have struggled with my entire life of feeling different and of feeling like I didn't belong and of feeling like um, like I had no home really um, I was managing somehow by some other thing to actually put that into words and it was just a very oh, I just felt like I was exhaling that song and it was the same thing when we were in the studio it was like just sitting there um, and everyone was playing at once and there was just this sense everybody was just like lifted slightly with that song of, of we were all absolutely completely connected. We were all completely present and we were all in that river and we were all floating. And it was one of the most magical moments ever. I can still close my eyes and feel that. It was just total stillness. The whole song is one take. It just spilled. <laughs> Speaking of spill, you're about to sing for us. Yeah, you spill my guts. Is that what you're talking about? You're about so to spill your guts so sonically. <laughs> Thank you for your great questions. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get off the stage now and let the band set up. And then Alison's going to do what she does best. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you very much. That was it for us, I guess, for our set. But uh, thanks for being here, and uh, we'll see you again very soon.